You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there, getting ready for Christmas. A lot to get to on today's show. Recap a win for the BYU men's basketball program in the Diamond Head Classics. They take down USF and prepare for a semifinal matchup tonight. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU football. Some notes out there. Neil Pau officially declaring for the NFL draft. And apparently there was some interesting news about Bulls season from 2020 as well. We'll touch on all of that ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, our friends at NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com locked for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Alright, we'll talk more about them in a little bit, but let's talk some BYU sports in the meantime. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 23rd. 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. My day job is the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But a big thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing great out there. A programming note that this will be our final podcast this week ahead of the Christmas holiday. Want to wish all of you out there a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season to you and yours. Hope you're spending time with family or friends, and I just hope you have some enjoyable holiday time. That's the biggest thing about this. We will get back to podcasting on Monday to the 27th, but looking forward uh, to talking with you guys then. But let's talk about some BYU sports to kick off today's show. And let's start off with the BYU men's basketball program. And Wow, it was a rough game last night, but they get the win all the same. The BYU men's basketball team moves to 10-2 and on the season overall by virtue of a 54-39 victory over South Florida. Yes, you heard that right. The score, if you didn't watch it, that is the right score. 54-39. BYU did not shoot well in this game. They shot 36% as a team, 27.3% from beyond the arc, but that was outdone by an abysmal 25.8% shooting by South Florida, and even more abysmal, 9.5%. Two of 21 on three-point shots for the Bulls. Folks, I got to say, USF might be one of the poorest shooting teams I have seen in quite some time. And any of you who watch college hoops know how poor a shooting you can see in this sport. Last night was absolutely brutal if you're USF. BYU got the job done. I, I didn't think they were any that much danger of losing this game. USF is not a good team. They're now four and six on the season. They just didn't have the offensive threats I thought that would challenge BYU. But yes, BYU gets it done despite shooting just thirty six percent. And you got to credit BYU's defense. I think they played pretty good defense as a whole. It was good to see guys like Gideon George. I start to see his shot fall. He hit three three pointers in this game. All of them pretty big shots for the Cougars. And the funny thing is, that was three shots, three made three-pointers, what I'm trying to say. He had made three coming in to that game. He makes three in that game, so he's doubled his season output of made three-pointers. But good to see guys like that get an opportunity. Alex Barcelo had a takeover towards the end of the first half. 
Ended up having a very, very good game, all things considered, with just 10 points. He was saddled with foul trouble in the second half, but BYU, simply put, they just took care of business. That's what you want to see from a team like that because when BYU goes out there, they are expecting to win games. You can just tell they have this can't, not not can't do. They have a can do attitude. That's what I'm trying to say. They have a can do attitude when it comes to these games. I think BYU. This is gonna be this team this year. They're 12 games in, folks, and every one of them. There have been moments in that game where you're like, man, this is just brutal to watch. This is not the prettiest team, but they are gritty. They are tough. They are hard-nosed, and they battle through. They do not give up. As I said, they got that can-do attitude, and that's actually a very favorable thing to have in BYU's back pocket is just the ability to grind and make sure that they get the job done. Leading scorers in this game for BYU are Fusini Traore as well as uh, as well as Gideon George, excuse me, both with 11 points. Uh, really good to see Caleb Lohner have a fine game. He... Uh, Totaled nine points on three of nine shooting, but it tallied a career-high 14 rebounds in this game. BYU absolutely obliterated USF, a bigger USF team, on the glass. 48 total rebounds for the Cougars, led by, as I mentioned, that 14 from Caleb Lohner. And on the offensive glass, 14 offensive rebounds, a really, really good performance for the Cougars on the glass and they have to be a good rebounding team if they want to continue to win games at a high clip now we don't know as of recording i'm recording this the night after uh, i'm recording shortly after byu's win and obviously the game between hawaii and vanderbilt who byu will be facing the winner of is still ongoing as i record this but I think the biggest thing for BYU, regardless if they face off against the homestanding Rainbow Warriors or if they take on the Commodores from Vanderbilt, is that BYU needs to do more of what they did against USF, particularly on the glass and also on the defensive side of the basketball. The offense, you'd like to see a better shooting night, no doubt about that. Shooting just 36%, it's not good enough. But BYU, I think, has a better chance of having a better offensive night tonight, speaking of the matchup with Hawaii and Vanderbilt, now that they've actually played a game in the Stan Sheriff Center, they can settle in a little bit. That's the thing about that, is you go to a new gym, and a lot of times, you have one crack at that gym, and you see how it goes. Well, they're actually going to be able to settle in a little bit, because they've got three games here at the Stan Sheriff Center out there on the island of uh, Oahu in Honolulu, and I look forward to seeing them have a better offensive night. I think if BYU does what they did on defense and on the rebounding uh, side of things and then adds an uptick a little bit in offense, I have no reason to think they won't be playing in that championship game Christmas night on, uh, I think it's 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game tonight, uh, if BYU uh, is going to face Vander build i believe it's an 8 p.m tip if they take on hawaii they will be in the nightcap which will be at 10 30 p.m mountain time could be a very late night here for you guys on christmas eve eve or festivus for those of you who like to celebrate that uh, but nonetheless it's a big opportunity for the cougars i have got faith that they will be playing in that championship game and they are the favorites i still believe that they are the favorites to win this diamond head classic this is not a stellar field of competition i think I think BYU is by far the best team in here. Uh, the net ratings and the Ken Palm ratings have BYU in the top 25. I believe they moved up to number 22 I saw in the Ken Palm ratings. BYU is a really dang good basketball program. It may not be a pretty 
style of basketball that they play, folks, but it is an effective style that has won a bevy of games. They're already double-digit wins on the season for BYU, and it's my opinion, if they win this Diamond Head Classic, there is nothing they have done in this non-conference slate of games that makes me think that they are going to be at any risk of missing out on March Madness. Barring them absolutely falling flat on their face when it comes to the West Coast Conference action that will start next, excuse me, two weeks out, uh, pardon me, Barring that, uh, I think BYU is on their way to the NCAA tournament. It, it just is very clear that this team has put together the resume they need to play in March. And that's a good sign because that would be three straight trips. I'm still counting. BYU had the NCAA tournament not been canceled in 2020 due to the COVID-19. We all know that BYU is on their way to that NCAA tournament. So I counted as three straight trips under Mark Pope. I know they didn't officially make it because they didn't have the tournament in 2020, but they were on track. So the good news is BYU is rolling right now. And like I said, if they see an uptick in offense tonight and they continue to do what they do, kind of just stay the course with regards to their defense and their rebounding, they're going to be playing in that championship match Christmas night. And that should be fun to see. We'll recap all of that on the Monday edition of the show, as you guys are well aware. Anything crazy happens, hey, I may pull out. I have a phone that I can record some lesser quality audio on. And so anything haywire goes crazy. We'll be happy to hop on and talk about it then and post it that way. But in the meantime, good things are happening for BYU men's basketball, and it should be a very Merry Christmas if you're a BYU Hoops fan. Now, let's talk a little BYU football coming up here in just a moment. Some good news on the horizon for a guy like Neil Pau. I think he uh, just officially rubber-stamped what we all expected for that young man as he is moving forward in his playing career. We'll also talk about some news involving BYU and bowl games and some interesting stuff. Some news from Brett McMurphy from back uh, in the 2020 season that I suspected might might have been the case, but it's the first time I've seen it reported. We'll talk about all of that here in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our friends, our title sponsor today, our friends at NetSuite. Folks, this is the scenario. The putt you have will win this tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Oh no, disaster. Well, is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial financial system to power your growth as a business with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already are using NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. That is netsuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D, for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Take advantage of that now by visiting them now, netsuite.com slash locked. Today's show is brought to you by one of our great local sponsors, and that is our friends at Intercap Lending. There is a reason that no lender outside of Intercap helps more families in Utah, because Intercap, simply put, gets the deals done. They offer a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average, and though fast is great, the ultimate goal at Intercap is to create a stress-free home loan process for you. Any of you who have been through the home loan process, whether it's refinance, buying your first home, buying your dream home, 
whatever it is, you know how stressful it can be. Intercap aims to take all of that stress out of your life. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners. So folks, give Intercap a chance. They are new to the Locked On Cougars podcast relatively, but it's not a new company. They've been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that experience since 2018. They are headquartered here in Utah, but Intercap is licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So if you're living outside of Utah, they'd be more than happy to help you as well. Give Steve a call. I'd be happy to talk to you. His direct number is 385 800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I can promise you that. His phone number, once again, direct line, 385-800-8528. You also can learn more by visiting www.intercaplending.com. Once again, Steve Carter's number, if you want to reach out, 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS, 190-465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day, my friends. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Check it out, my friends. It's a fantastic product. All of us have been working here at the Locked On College channel on it. I would encourage you guys to get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like the one you are listening to right now. Now, congratulations are in order to BYU wide receiver Neil Pau. He officially announced via social media last night that he is entering the NFL draft. And it's not all that surprising. He, he had already accepted an invite to the Hula Bowl, which is one of those postseason showcase events for guys who are looking to make it to the next level. And I am looking forward to seeing what Neil Pau does for the Cougars. I really think he's got the skills to be a guy who can make it in the NFL. I'm, I'm not trying to uh, paint a rose-colored glasses type image. He's got skills, he's got size, he's got speed, he's got hands, he's got the route running ability. He is the complete package so far as I'm concerned. My only concern for him is the fact that his age is going to be a factor here because he is a senior technically and could have come back for another year due to the COVID situation with football. But Neil, I think, saw the writing on the wall and realized, you know what, it's time to jump now. He has served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so he's an older prospect and he needs to capitalize on anything he gets. What I love about Neil and what I think NFL teams will like is he's a well put together athlete. Six foot four, 215 pounds as a wide receiver. That is elite size. It's not a guy who is tall but rail thin. He's got a nice body to him and he's actually got surprising amounts of speed. I am curious to see how he tests when it comes to pro day, what his 40 time will be, his shuttle, all that stuff because those are obviously critical components when it comes to being a wide receiver in the NFL. Of course, 14 time does not just make a wide receiver. Unless you're Al Davis and the Las Vegas Raiders, what was then the Oakland Raiders. He was a guy, if you ran like a 4-3, he's like, that's the guy. Pick him right there. That's the one. Pick him. Most NFL teams don't do that, folks. I don't think Neil Powell is going to run a 4-3. If he runs a sub 4-5, he may find himself getting drafted. I'm serious about that. You're 6'4", 215 pounds, and you can run a sub 4-5-40. NFL teams are going to sit a little straighter in their chair and say, hold on, what were those numbers again? 
That's what Nopawi's got to go out and show. During his four years at BYU, he had a total of 123 receptions, 1,484 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Suffered a season-ending injury on senior days. He scored against Idaho State. It was an ankle injury that knocked him out for the rest of the year. In 10 appearances this year alone, a career-high 46 receptions, 526 yards, and 6 touchdown grabs. You can only imagine, had he not got injured against Idaho State, he probably puts up even more gaudy numbers against the likes of George. Georgia Southern, USC, and potentially against UAB. He was just yet another one of the guys that you would have liked to have seen on the field in that bowl game, as frustrating a loss as it was. But I think that Neil Pau is going to have a really, really cool story to tell because Battled Back obviously uh, decided to stick at BYU after being pulled over and charged with DUI, went through a police barricade there at BYU, admitted to having drinking while driving the whole deal. The fact that he went through that, the public shame of all that, and has battled back and become BYU. I thought he was their lead receiver this year. I thought he was option one for BYU wide receiver. I know a guy like Gunnar Romney would probably say, well, what about me? Well, he dealt with injuries in his own right. Neil, before he got that season-ending injury, he was by far the most consistent threat that BYU had. He was a nice security blanket for guys like Jaron Hall and... I really think he's got a cool story to tell. He will be an older guy, so there will be certain teams that probably are going to discount him and uh, make him say, okay, well, well, not make him. They're going to say to themselves, okay, what's the risk of bringing this guy in? Is he already peaked out in terms of his physical capabilities? What can we get from him? So I it is my opinion, and this just is me speaking, I don't see Neil ha- having a draftable grade right now. And that's what I'm saying right now. So it's the end of December. The draft is not until late April. There is a long time between now and then, my friends. And if he goes out there, as I said, at six foot four, 215 pounds, and he trains well, if he shows up to a pro day or if he gets at the Hula Bowl a chance to run the 40, and, he, and I'm not sure he's going to be healthy for the Hula Bowl. It really depends on the timing of his recovery, et cetera, from that leg injury if he is able to run a sub 4 5 40 i'm serious he may find himself getting drafted that in my opinion and as i mentioned i probably sound counterintuitive to what i just said 40 times don't make a wide receiver at the size that Neil Pau plays at the smoothness the hands he's got just with his body 6 4 215 if he runs a sub 4-5-40, NFL teams are going to be like, well, that's intriguing. So we'll see. It's all dependent on him recovering from that injury now and then going out there and showing what he can do in the pre-draft process. I hope that he's back to full strength, full speed, full go here really, really soon so he can start pre- preparing in earnest. But he makes the second of BYU players that were in question in terms of w- whether they're going or coming back with obviously James Empu, who we talked about yesterday. I think James is a guy that he may not get drafted similar to Neil Pau because he's an older prospect, but given the right circumstances, both of these guys could stick on NFL active rosters. I am that bullish on on their skill sets. Of course, huge question marks still looming out there with regards of chiefly with Tyler Algier if he is going to come back. It is my personal opinion, I've said this before, that Tyler Algier should go pro, but I'm not 100% certain he is going to do so. I also think Gunnar Romney at this point is planning on coming back. That's just my personal gut feeling. I think the injury concerns he suffered through and played through, if he comes back and has another good year, I think he could find himself in a better situation next year. And the good news for both 
to them. As compared to what we've talked about with Neil Pau, as well as James Empey, those two guys have served missions. So they're 24, 25 years old. The situation that Gunnar Romney and Tyler Algier find themselves in, they did not serve missions. So they are younger. They're 20 and 21 years old. So there is still time on their side relative to the NFL. So that's kind of the way the weigh-in process with regards to, okay, how old are you? What is your chance? When do you need to capitalize on that? I think Tyler should go. That's just me. The NFL running back situation, they're so devalued. It's time, I think, for those guys to give it a shot when their stock is the hottest. So I think Tyler should go, but I just got a weird feeling that he's going to come back for another year. And I know that's music to BYU fans' ears to hear that number 25 might be back in a BYU uniform. But as he said, I'm going to keep you all guessing. So we'll find out. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about the other news involving BYU out there. Some bull news, some stuff that was not revealed previously that was pulled the cover back uh, by Brett McMurphy. I want to touch on that. Also touch on the situation BYU finds themselves in right now because there are teams dealing with COVID issues. Could BYU get the band back together? Probably not, but kind of a fun exercise to think about. And we'll talk about all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. They have you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the College Bowl season, as well as the pro football playoffs upcoming. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of your sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. You heard that right. 50% of whatever you deposit the first time given to you is free money to play with at Bet online.ag from basketball to football nhl boxing and ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games online do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers from our friends at bet online as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available they seem to be adding new ones every other day so get to betonline.ag to check it out and make sure you use that promo code locked on once again it's all courtesy of bet online where the game starts all right, before we go here on this Christmas Eve Eve edition, or as I like to call it, the Festivus edition of Locked On Cougars, let's talk a little bit about the other news involving BYU athletics. And I think the thing that came out yesterday is right now Texas A&M, they had to pull out of the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. They don't be playing in that game, and obviously I threw it on Twitter. Why not call it BYU? I'm sure they'd be happy to try and get some redemption against Wake Forest, who is supposed to be Texas A&M's opponent in that game. But BYU's already sent their players home. Their report's out there. The BYU players are, have scattered. I've seen guys posting their home in Hawaii, back in California, etc. So, yes, getting BYU back together to play in that bowl game, very not likely, but it would have been a fun thing to see BYU get that opportunity to do that. But I think the interesting part about this was a report from Brett McMurphy saying this, quote, because of COVID last year, speaking of 2020, BYU was asked to play in two different bowls, but declined, sources told Action Network. One of Wake Forest's long shot options to find a Gator Bowl opponent is getting a team to play in two bowls this season. That's according to sources. They'd obviously have to get a waiver from the NCAA Oversight Committee, but it sounds like if that is the situation, the Oversight Committee is willing to sign off on it. It sounds like Rutgers is a 5-7 and seven team due to their APR score. They are the most likely team to play in that bowl game if given the green light by the NCAA. Utah State has already indicated they'd be willing to play as a replacement opponent. Apparently, Utah State's play Players are still in town enough, I guess, to consider that. But 
kind of interesting. BYU was up uh, at least uh, in contention for two different bowl games last year. They played in that Boca Raton Bowl, which I traveled to. My question is, okay, which other bowl game was it? Is it was it a, was it another also ran bowl game where they offset by ten days? I just the 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 thought of BYU playing in two different bowl games during the twenty twenty season. Intriguing. Think about Zach Wilson having two opportunities to shine on a national stage once again. It would have been an interesting thing, but BYU apparently backed out of it. And I, I, I for one, I enjoy watching BYU play. So any and all opportunities to watch the Cougars play, I'm all for it. But interesting all the same to see that. Uh, one other note here is congratulations to former BYU soccer star Washington Spirit forward uh, Ashley Hatch. She signed a two-year contract extension to remain with the NWSL club. It also includes a third-year option. That new deal was announced yesterday. It will keep her with the Washington Spirit through 2023. As we mentioned, that club option is for the 2024 season. Ashley Hatch, she is an absolute star. She's breaking out with the U.S. Women's National Team and with that last name, I am proud to claim her as a cousin. We're very distantly related, but I'm calling her a cousin all the same. Absolutely incredible news. Congratulations to Ashley Hatch. She trains here locally in the offseason with guys like Jordan Pendleton. She has scored 28 goals in 86 appearances. She has also tallied 35 overall goals in her NWSL career. She won the NWSL's 2021 Golden Boot as the league's top goal scorer for the 2021 season. Just really, really incredible stuff. She tallied 47 goals in 75 matches during her time at BYU from 2013 to 2016. And I think she scored her first two goals for the U.S. Women's National Team in recent action down there in Australia. So congratulations to her. A Christmas gift for her. She gets a new contract and very much well-deserved. I think she's going to be a star for the U.S. Women's National Team, and it's really cool to see one of BYU's own getting that chance on the biggest stage in women's soccer. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. A huge thank you to all of you. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays with your family or friends, whatever you got planned. I hope you guys are absolutely enjoying your downtime. As I mentioned, we'll be back on Monday recapping the long weekend in BYU sports. Hopefully a championship in the Diamond Head Classic. We'll have it all recapped for you guys on Monday. Until then, as I mentioned, enjoy your Christmas. Thank you for your support from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me. And this is my Christmas wish to all of you guys. Please get yourself something good. That's all I want to say. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day and enjoy your Christmas holiday. And until Monday, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 23rd, 2021.